Well, hello there. I'm so glad you're here today. I think you're going to love the topic because it doesn't matter who you are. We're going to talk about how we can better improve some of your common aches and pains through posture and even more so how we sleep. This topic kind of got brought up because I was noticing a certain way I was sleeping was causing me issues. And I love Dr. Lizzie Kiefer. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's going to be perfect to have on the podcast and talk about how our posture and more so the way we're sleeping and the combination of those could be affecting some of our aches and pains and what we can do about it. Dr. Lizzie Kiefer is an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist who is conscious of holistic, full-body approach when it comes to healing and staying healthy. She believes that movement truly is medicine, and there is power in the mind-muscle connection. Lizzie's philosophy is to keep it simple and stay consistent. 10 minutes a day of intentional movement where you can make all differences in the world. She owns her own practice. She is literally amazing. You guys are going to love her. She even has a simple 30-day mobility reset guide on her site that if you like this episode and you want to learn more about mobility, that would be great. But I'm really excited to have her on. I followed her on Instagram for eight long period of time before I asked her to be on the podcast and she's clear and thorough and I just think she's fantastic. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about how possibly you are sleeping and things you can be aware of of the ways that you're standing to see if it can improve any aches and pains that you are having on a consistent basis. And as always, if you find this episode helpful, please don't forget to share it on your social media with your friends, wherever you may listen. It does help the podcast. Also, if you would write a review, that is also very, very helpful. Today's review is by Pierce Loudon. Absolutely empowering podcast. I love every episode. Last week's episode 80 was not only perfect timing, but perfect for anyone to listen to. A good reminder of why we focus on how we feel instead of how we look. Absolutely loved it. Way to go, Andrea. Thank you so much for the review. As I've mentioned, I know that I talk about it a lot, but it really does help the podcast grow and allows me to bring you even better and better guests. And I truly listen to what you say on social media and in your comments and in the reviews so that I can continue to bring you quality, simplified education on health and fitness. So please don't forget to subscribe. Then you get it downloaded automatically each week when I release an episode every Wednesday. And don't forget to share it as well. And real fast, as many of you know, I am from Arizona and it is always really hot here pretty much. But most of us are going into the summer months. So we're spending more time outside and in the sun. A couple weeks ago, I was with my husband and I couldn't find my sunglasses. So he handed me his and I was like, um, these are amazing. Where are they from? They were so light. They didn't give me that headache. You know, when you wear sunglasses and they like start pushing on your temples and it like makes you grouchy. Maybe that's just me, but they were comfortable. And he was like, they're called gooder. And I went on and ordered a couple pairs, and then I reached out to them, and I was like, your sunglasses are amazing. For one, they're only $25, so it's really not that much different than getting them at Target or any other store, but they have a 30-day money-back guarantee, a one-year warranty. You can wear them doing anything. I've worn them in workouts. I've worn them running. I wear them at the pool. They don't bounce. They don't slip. They're all polarized, so like your eyes are never truly squinting. Sometimes I buy glasses, and I'm like, how? I spend $25 on these cheapy brands and they're not even polarized. 
All of the Gooder sunglasses are polarized. They are amazing and they're super cute. And their names are super funny for the glasses too. When you get on their site and look, you'll be like, oh my gosh, these names are really funny. I have a pair of the OGs and I have a pair of the mock OGs and I love both of them. So if you do a lot of outdoor activities, if you like to work out, you need sunglasses, maybe in CrossFit or running or even just at the lake or anything, I highly suggest Gooder. And with the code SIMPLE, you get 15% off, which is fantastic. So you can go to Gooder, it's G-O-O-D-R dot com slash simple for 15% off. And again, that's gooder. So it's like good with an R at the end dot com slash simple 15% off. And all orders over $50 are free. So you can get two pairs of sunglasses, two for you, or maybe one for you and one for a partner. And you will be super impressed with them. I promise. I really have been happy with my gooder sunglasses, which is why I was like, please help me with the podcast because I truly only will share products that I love with all my heart. I feel very passionate about all of my sponsors because I handpicked them because I wanted them to be solid companies that I truly could stand behind. And I know you will love their glasses too. So again, Gooder, code SIMPLE for 15% off. All right, let's get straight into this. What is up with the way we're sleeping and how is it affecting us with the sleep methods we use and with our posture? My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Hey, Lizzie, or should I say Dr. Kiefer, I'm so glad to have you on today. I am so excited to be here and talk with you. Thanks for having me on. Of course. I stalked your Instagram for like probably a couple months, maybe even years. And I was like, I just love how she explains things. I feel like you make things super simple to follow. I've saved tons of your videos myself because I'm like, oh, I have that little ache. I'm going to start doing that move that you point out. So I'm really excited. That is so good to hear. That's the whole reason I started my account was to make it very approachable and just easy to follow. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. Perfect. Perfect. So I want you to, you know, tell me a little bit about you, about your background, how you got into physical therapy, anything, you know, to get you started. Okay. So I, my physical therapy background, I went to undergrad at Kansas State University and I originally was not pre-physical therapy. It was not even on my radar. And long story short, I ended up not going with the major I wanted and found a love for PT because I love how they follow the journey with you. It's not just a one and done kind of thing. Like I'm with you through the thick and the thin and I get to see from the very beginning to the very end. So it's a really, really rewarding and fulfilling um, career. So I started off in orthopedic where I just did kind of general physical therapy, which I think has helped a ton as I kind of transitioned into more of the women's health, pelvic floor kind of stuff. So when I treat pelvic floor now and women's health, I look at it from a very orthopedic background and kind of that full body holistic type approach. So it's been a really awesome um, journey thus far. And I did open up my own practice a couple of years ago. So that has been just 
absolutely wonderful. That is awesome. That's one of the things I love about you because most physical therapists, I feel like do one or the other. They do pelvic mm-hmm. floor or they do full body. And when you go absolutely. to your Instagram account, you're like, um, she's covering everything. Yeah. <laughs> like everything. And to well, me, I'm like, that yeah. is a one-stop shop because I feel like a lot of, I mean, I've even been to PTs. I'm like a huge fan of physical therapists. My husband teases me that I'm like a junkie that I will like shop around and go to different I love ones. it. Yeah. Because I'm like, you can learn so much from them. So he's yeah. like, oh my gosh, you're such a, a PT junkie. But I've been to PTs where I ask them questions about the pelvic floor and they're like, oh, I don't know. That's a pelvic floor PT. And I'm like, oh, yeah. come on, you got to know something. <laughs> right. Well, in PT school, honestly, like we have like one day where we learn about the pelvic floor. It's pretty insane. But it's wow. once you dive into it, you see how extremely connected it is to hip pain, back pain, upper back pain, neck, like it is so connected. And so just kind of having both of those backgrounds has really, I feel like helped me see bigger pictures of injuries and get to the root of the problem. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to kind of get a little bit of everything. Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly, that's amazing. So for the women that come into the clinic, what are the most common issues that they come in for? Like for females? So, oh goodness, there are, I mean, a very wide variety, but I would say most common would be low back pain, upper back pain, especially if they are a mom who is like breastfeeding or have, has young children. Um, and then hip pain. Those are probably the three biggest things that I see for, um, women who come into my clinic and the root problem for all of those can be very different. Um, but those would definitely be the most common. Okay, that's funny because I think I've experienced all of those myself. I mentioned, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I think most moms have because I mean, there's a lot going on in that middle region. After you there have- is, there yes. is, and especially after you have had kids. I mean, yeah. If we don't go through rehab or know how to connect to that part of our body, then other things start to compensate, and one of the biggest ones is your low back, which then connects to your pelvis and then your hips, and so it's just kind of a a trickle effect. But yeah. Okay. So for the low back pain, I just was Mm -hmm. thinking, I was like, is that often connected to, I know it can be connected to a tight or weak pelvic floor, but do you see Mm -hmm. one more than the other or is it really just a mix? It totally is a mix. It really just depends. And that's why I highly suggest people to, if they're not seeing results, just go see someone because it really could be the opposite of what you're trying to do. Um, But usually if you have that tight pelvic floor, it's someone who is maybe like a butt clencher. So they have that posteriorly uh, tilted pelvis and they kind of are that type A personality. They're a little bit tighter in their jaw and their neck. So you can kind of guess like, okay, you probably have more of that tight pelvic floor, which is probably contributing to your low back issues. And then vice versa, we have a little more of that sway back, lordosis, where they are really curved and extended through that low back. Um, And then the weaker core, all that can contribute to that um, weaker pelvic floor too. Okay. So that's perfect. So I kind of want to talk about how our posture or the way we Uh sleep could affect some of our issues. So let's jump into posture first, since you've already kind of mentioned that. Okay. What can we be aware of if we have lower back pain, if we have hip pain, if we have upper back pain, what can we be aware of for our posture Mm -hmm. to like take note and adjust and like strengthen or stretch or anything that we can do? Because as you mentioned, it is linked a lot to how we're standing 24 seven. Well, you know, when we're awake. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So one of the first things you can do is if you look at yourself in a mirror and you're looking to the side, what we call the plumb line is how your body lines up. So if you're, you, what it should look like is your ears should be right above your shoulders, which should be right above your rib cage stacked on top of your pelvis 
to your knees, to your ankles. So that should be a straight line as you look at yourself in the mirror. If you notice like your ears are way more forward than your shoulders, then obviously, okay, we have a little more of that neck issue or the upper back issue we need to work on for posture. Same thing with your low back. If we're really flared through our rib cage and it's not stacked over a pelvis, well, that could be a huge contributor to the low back issues or even the knee issues that we're having. So that would be the first thing is to just look at um, your posture and see if you're even lined up. And for people who are feeling like, how do I look? Turn on your phone, prop it up in your mirror, yes. turn the video on and literally just go stand in front of the video. Like when yes. people tell me, I don't think I squat well. I'm like, film your squat. Just literally Absolutely. film yourself squatting it tells you and so see much. what you are doing. Because mm-hmm. if you try to look and try to watch or you'll naturally adjust, but just film yourself, prop it with a book and see what yep. you're doing. So, and that's a pretty easy way to do it. Totally. It, that's exactly what I would say too. And I will say there's no like, you have to have this one posture. Like there's not one size fits all, but if you are having these specific issues and it's like, okay, this is something we probably need to address. And so after you look at your posture and you're like, oh my gosh, my low back is completely curved. My stomach is sticking out and my, you know, hips are completely back. Then, you know, all right, I need to realign that. So then you self adjust as you're watching yourself in the camera or whatever it may be. And then you kind of see how that feels. And the idea is to train in those type of positions too. So maybe doing some stability work to hold some of those postures until it becomes a little more second nature, which it just takes practice. And that's what a lot of people end up not wanting to do, but it, yeah. it does. It just takes practice. So, and being aware. Totally. And you can't always mm-hmm. look in the mirror. So learning that feeling, like you said, adjust. hundred percent. Adjustment. Yep. And what does it feel like? So oftentimes I'll be doing something and I try to check on myself like regularly, mm-hmm. like I'll be on my phone and I literally will think, what is your butt doing? Oh my gosh, your butt is clenched. <laughs> and then I instantly will adjust, you know, yes, and I yes. do it all the time. And I, and I know, I know, but I catch myself doing it. So just yep. constantly when you're standing, sitting, doing dishes, just take yeah. a quick thought. What, what is my body doing right now? Being aware exactly. And checking in with yourself. And one thing I always tell people, especially my, um, my people who have a desk job or really work at the computer all the time, I have them put a little sticky note on their computer. And so every time they look at it, they just kind of have that reminder. Oh, what am I like? What does my posture look like? What am I doing? And that's not to say you have to be like completely upright all the time, or, you know, that perfect posture all the time. The other big thing is just like changing positions. So if you're someone who does work at a desk, maybe work there for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then stand for a while or lay down, like try different positions. It's not about, being completely upright all the time. It's about just getting out of those static positions. Yeah, that makes sense. When I worked, I worked for a really long time for a mental health company and um, I like (laughs) fought tooth and nail for a standing desk, but you can buy them now on Amazon. I have one here that I use. They're like not that much money. It sits on top of your desk. You can just Mm -hmm. pull the side levers and pull it up and you can stand and you can pull the side levels and sit it down and you can sit. And I will get lethargic or I'll just get sick of what I'm doing, but I can't stop. Or I'll notice I'll get really distracted. Mm -hmm. And if I just change my position, A, my body feels better and my body feels better. My mind focuses better. Yes. So if you are someone who does have to sit, literally look on Amazon. They have desks that you can put on your desk to make it so you can do both. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm a huge proponent of those um, changing desks. That's awesome. It is a game changer. And they even have some like for your desks that you can like fold the sides and stuff. Amazon has Uh everything now. You can buy (laughs) You know, honestly, like (laughs) they do. It's uh, it's a blessing and a curse. 
If you're a small business and you have one, send me the link and maybe I'll share it on Instagram because I'm all for supporting everybody. But it's a great idea to be able to do that. So we Mm -hmm. can be aware of how we're standing. We can try to make those adjustments. We can try to be aware of maybe even how we're training. Because like Uh exercise, if you're training with poor form, if you're doing hair and you're always standing Mm -hmm. awkwardly, even while you're doing hair every once in a while, think, how am I standing? Are my hips back? Absolutely. You know, my back arched, whatever it is. So really think about it. Yep. And then the other thing I tell people too, is just having like one or two mobility exercises that they can go into after they've been sitting a while or standing a while and give yourself like a minute, two minutes just to run through those real quick. And you will be amazed at how much of a difference that makes too. Okay. So you do have a ton of mobility exercises. I'm going to have you send me one or two for your lower back, upper back and hips, and I will link them Mm -hmm. in the show notes. Okay. So if you're like, what does she want? What does she mean? Mobility? I'll be like, I got your back. Just go to the show notes and I will link a couple of Lizzie's videos where she shows some great ones because I, we're going to talk about it, but I've had some hip issues Mm-hmm. And I've used some of the videos that you showed for hips and it's made a huge difference for me, you know, because I'm, yeah. like, I'm a personal trainer. I, you know, we have some crossover, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. a physical therapist is a full different ball game, and they can help you in ways that you don't realize. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think people just think, oh, well, my trainer said to do this. No, physical therapists see things differently. So yeah, I will definitely yeah. link some of those. So if you are someone who is standing or having lower back, upper back, hip pain, I got your back in the notes, literally, your back and your hip. <laughs> got you. <laughs> okay, so what about sleeping? That's really what I was curious about because something when I thought about having you on is I realized for me some issues I was having and they linked it to how I sleep. So I want to talk about that now. How we sleep is affecting how we're sore, any weaknesses, any tightness, because we all sleep in different positions and we're in those positions for like a decent amount of time right? our mattresses and our pillows. So I want to get into that. Like, does the way you sleep affect a lot of your aches and pains? I would say yes and no. Um, Kind of like I mentioned at the beginning, there is no one size fits all. And a lot of a lot of the times I hear you need to sleep on your back. Like that's the optimal position sleeping on your back. But I will say not everybody feels comfortable in that position, including myself. Like I am a side sleeper and I kind of roll to my stomach if I wasn't pregnant. Um, But (laughs) Lizzie's like nine months. How far are you? Eight months pregnant? (laughs) Eight months. Yes. So the uh, the belly gets in the way of that stomach sleeping. Yeah. It's a little trickier. (laughs) It is. Um, But regardless, there's no one size fits all. So the key is propping yourself up in those different positions. So, I mean, I could go through each of them, however you want to do that. But for example, like if you're a back sleeper and you notice that you wake up with a lot of like neck tension all the time and you're like, I don't know what it is. Like I'm sleeping on my back. Like that's the proper position. One thing is to look at your pillow. And that's one question I get all the time. What pillow should I use? There is no one pillow for everyone. Okay. The key is to know where your neck is aligned to your back as you're laying on your pillow. So you want one that's obviously not too high, not too low, but it allows your neck to be in kind of that neutral position. If it's not in neutral and you have a really um, like soft or fluffy pillow where you kind of really fall back into it, it can open up your airway and then extend your neck. And then we have issues with our breathing and we end up being mouth breathers, oh, which no. causes neck tension. So that's a okay. whole other topic I could get into with the breathing stuff. But okay. the whole point is when you're a back sleeper, you just want to use pillows the right way and kind of prop yourself up in the right way. So underneath the neck, having it be aligned, and then also under the knees. If you have a really tight low back and laying flat is like 
not great. If you just prop up the knees a little bit, it tilts your pelvis back and it relieves a lot of that tension from your low back. So pillows under the knees and then pillow, that's a good position for your head too, at least for back sleepers. I love this. We're going to go through each sleeping style. So for back sleepers, yes, you need to kind of test your pillows then. Lay down, think, is my head uh-huh. back? Is my head forward? And then the pillow on their knee. That makes me smile because every time I go to PT, they always put a pillow under my knees. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense why they're doing that now. Right. If you have right. lower back pain, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so that makes sense. So if you do have lower back pain, is there a good quality like stretch that maybe right when you get out of bed in the morning you could do that would be helpful? Yes. So I always say, keep it simple. I am not super fancy with my exercises because it doesn't need to be fancy. So even before you get out of bed, if you just prop your knees up to where they're kind of in that hook lying position, and then you just rotate them side to side. So these are called lumbar rotations. That's going to help loosen up your pelvis and your hips, which will directly kind of open up that low back. So maybe a set of like 15 going each way, nice and easy, will help with that initial kind of back stiffness that you're getting. So your upper body stays down, right? You're laying down, you bring your knees up, and then you're rotating your knees side to side. Do your hips stay like trying to look up or are they moving with you? They can move with you. Yep. You just kind of do what feels good um, and it shouldn't be painful or anything like that. And then adding on to that is you can do pelvic tilts too. So that's the same position, but you're tilting your pelvis forward and backward. And so you're again, you're just trying to move that pelvis, move that low back. And just that initial movement can make a huge difference with how you feel first thing in the morning. And you get to stay in bed longer. (laughs) Exactly. It's like a whole other minute that you get to work on yourself. (laughs) Your kids need something and you're like, listen, I am self-caring in my bed. (laughs) Exactly. is right. So you do the pelvic tilt with your knees bent as well, correct? Correct. And I will try to find photos of all of these or videos as well. So we'll link those in the notes because I know some people are visual learners and not audible learners. So I will do that as well. That's a great one to just yeah. And it's so it simple. It's so simple, but can make a huge difference. So, okay. So what about our side sleepers? If, if you're a side uh, sleeper, yes. what, what issues do they commonly have? You know, what stretches could they do? How can they adjust to make their side sleeping situation optimal? Because like you said, back sleeping isn't for everybody. Right. So like I said, I myself am a side sleeper. And again, we use pillows, use as many pillows as you need to, to prop yourself up or get you into those good positions. So with a side sleeper, usually what happens is depending on how firm or how soft your mattress is, the middle of our spine will start to sink down. And so what that can do is it can cause a lot of hip discomfort, especially because you're putting so much pressure onto that hip that's on the downside. And then that can cause issues with the knees and then obviously up into the upper back. So we have that sloping of that lower back. So one thing you can do is if you just roll yourself forward ever so slightly and tuck a pillow right there, and you bring your knee up to where it's in a little bit of um, like a 90, 90 degree angle, if that makes sense. So you're laying that knee on top of the pillow. That alone will make a huge difference. So the pillow goes between your legs or like under your midsection? It goes kind of right by that midsection. And then that top knee is raised up just a little bit. So your hip is flexed a little bit to where it's laying on top of that pillow. Okay. Does the, is the bottom leg straight or bent? The bottom leg is straight. Okay. That's what I needed to know. I thought yes. I was imagining both legs <laughs> bent with the pillow in between, but so you were saying that's mm-hmm. a perfect way to stay on your side, still keep your hips stacked, put a pillow in, yeah. bottom leg straight, top leg slightly bent over that pillow. That actually makes complete sense. Absolutely. Because it would keep your alignment. 
in a, in a better situation. If that's not comfortable, you can just put the knee in between your pillows. That's totally fine too. Or okay. the pillow in between your knees. If that's what I said. Um, <laughs> I was with you. Totally I was fine with you. <laughs> yes. So no, that, that makes- will relieve the pressure from your knees and align your hips a lot more too, um, which is completely fine. Okay, great. And that does make sense because your hips, if your knees are smaller than your hips and your knees are like pushing together, like out in front of you, that would throw your hips off. So Exactly. Okay, for, yep. for our side sleepers, what, what stretches or what could they do right when they wake up to kind of just like work out those kinks? Okay. So one other thing too, real quick on a side sleepers, a lot of times we sleep on our shoulder. So mm-hmm. if you just pull your shoulder forward ever so slightly, so you're sleeping a little bit more on your shoulder blade okay. rather than directly on your shoulder, that's going to relieve a lot of pressure there too. And then taking oh. a pillow, hugging it will prevent that collapse of that mid um, chest section too. So just one other note on side sleeping. So it's all about the pillows, right? <laughs> if you like cuddling, you need that pillow. And you yes. just, but that actually makes sense because I know my husband sometimes will side sleep. Um, and he will sometimes wake up and he's like, oh, my neck hurts and my shoulder hurts. Yeah, he's exactly. King. Yep. You just pull it forward and grab that pillow. Yep. Okay. So it's almost like your I want to say at like a um, 45 degree angle rather than yeah. just straight up and down. Yep. So as far as stretches and stuff, one of the big ones you can do is thoracic rotation. So again, this is a stretch you can do in bed prior to getting up. Give yourself a little self-care. You lay, you're on your side, and then all you do is you take your, your arms and they're out in front of you. And then you take your top arm and you rotate it all the way up and around like a rainbow. And you look with your head as you do that. Okay. And then you rotate it back. So that's going to open up your chest after you've been laying on your side. It's going to rotate through your spine, um, which is a great way to just get things moving first thing of the day. Okay. So are your, you're fully on your side, arms fully extend out in front of you, and it comes mm-hmm. up like drawing a rainbow, and your eyes basically follow your hand. Exactly. So you can get a little bit of that neck mobility too. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the neck, the chest, and even the back. I feel like that exactly. would all those. Yep. It works that lower pelvis too. I mean, it, it's a great all around exercise, but especially for those side sleepers, it helps to open things up too. So, okay. Side sleepers, rainbow draw. That's what I'm naming it. Do them. Yes. <laughs> My uneducated uh, version of it. No, You're like, perfect. Thoracics. <laughs> the rainbows. That's a great way to call them. <laughs> perfect. So that's a great stretch for you to do to kind of just like open things up, make things a uh-huh. little bit more limber before you start moving. All right stomach sleepers. Uh, yes. What are their issues, their aches and pains, and how can they like kind of do some mobility first thing? Mm-hmm. So stomach sleepers, uh, a lot of times they are sleeping with their hands up by their head, the neck is tilted to the side, and then they're just completely on their stomach. So one thing that um, a lot of people complain with if they are a stomach sleeper is low back pain, because if you're on your stomach and you kind of start to sink down into that mattress a little bit, think of how much extension you're getting into your low back. And so after doing that for, you know, however many hours you're sleeping, that can be pretty uncomfortable. And then we start to have other issues with our hips and chest and all that stuff. But that's like a arched back all night long and you're just not even aware of it. Oh, exactly. Yes. So which just feeds right into that low back tension. So, okay. One of the best things you can do is if you take a pillow, again, always using the pillows as much as you can, you just stuff it under one side, maybe like half your body or a third of your body. And then if you bring your leg up just a little bit to where your knees kind of popped out to the side and using that pillow for support, that alone is going to take away so much of the tension of your low back. 
Oh, yeah, because it's making you slightly at an angle so the back's not arching. And the angle's ever so slightly, yeah. Your pillow that you're laying on with your head, um, depending on how you sleep, you know, if your hands are up there or whatever it looks like, again, making sure it's not too high to where your neck is extended backwards when you're on your um, stomach sleeping. Um, So just checking the height of that pillow, too. So even if you're a stomach sleeper or back sleeper, the height of the pillow, or even side sleeper, the height of that pillow that your head's on really matters. You don't want it kinked either way. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes yep. sense. That is fascinating about just doing a slight angle. So you still get to lay on your stomach yep. if the pillow's under your hip and then that knee just slightly comes up. You still get to lay on your stomach, but it's uh-huh. taking out yeah. that big dip in the lower back. Exactly. And usually, I mean, the people I've told that to, they said it feels completely fine. Like they can still get that relief by sleeping on their stomach. Um, but it's just so much better for your body. So I'm not even a stomach sleeper and I'm like, I'm going to go try that. (laughs) Yes, Yeah. I would suggest people trying out all these positions because it really makes a huge difference when you use those pillows to to prop you up. So that's awesome. No, that is awesome. So what can they do for mobility right when they get out of bed, those stomach sleepers? Yes. So my stomach sleepers, I would say first one would be child's pose. Because since you do tend to be in a little more of extension as you're sleeping, if you can give yourself a little bit of that flexion and kind of opening of that spine so those discs can breathe a little bit more, the muscles can breathe a little bit more, just get yourself into a child's pose, which is you sit back onto your heels, arms are forward, head is down, and you're just breathing into that position. Um, So child's pose or even cat-cow, which I know most people are familiar with cat-cow, but that's on all fours where you're just working extension and flexion through the spine. So those two alone can be a great way to relieve that discomfort. So when she's saying cow, cow, it basically, cow, cow, I combined it, cat, <laughs> cow. She's saying arch your back like a cat, like uh-huh. how the back's rounded. And then you basically arch it the opposite way. So imagine almost like a tilt with your back, pushing it arched and then pushing it the other way for those who don't know. But I will link a picture in the show notes as well. So yeah. that, that actually makes sense. Okay, because I always like to link everything to... <laughs> the pelvic floor and everything else. Yes. How do these positions, how do these sleeping positions affect our pelvic floor now? Like how does that all play in or doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah. So one of the biggest things is the way we breathe in these positions. So like I mentioned at the very beginning, if you're a back sleeper, for example, and you do tend to sleep with your head, maybe a little more backwards. So it's not quite aligned. And we end up breathing through our mouth, which is more of that neck breathing. We never work our diaphragm and our pelvic floor. So think of all those hours you're sleeping and you're never really getting your breath down into there. So then our pelvic floor is just never moving. Yeah. It's turning off if you're not diaphragm breathing. Uh Uh-huh. So one of the biggest things is the posture of the way we sleep just affects our breath, which directly affects our pelvic floor. So it's all connected in that way. Mm -hmm. And then on more of just like the musculoskeletal part of things, if let's take stomach sleeping, for example, if you are sleeping on your stomach and you're not using any pillows for props or anything like that, and you do get some of that low back extension or discomfort when you wake up, you're most likely putting all that tension into your low back, which is causing tension now into your pelvic floor. So again, it just all goes hand in hand um, with the postures that we stay in. Yeah. So even though we can control the posture during the day, what we do at night is also affecting 
our aches and pains and our pelvic floor and everything because the truth is we know the kinetic chain is real and the kinetic chain is basically means one muscle connects to the other muscle connects 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 and it all comes down in a chain um in Absolutely. a you know basic term so if your lower back is tense from stomach sleeping and you don't have that pillow like you suggested if that's tense then that connects into your glutes and your pelvic floor and then everything becomes tense and then it's confusing like which came first, the egg or the chicken, when it could be exactly, And now it's affecting your pelvic floor. And this whole time you could be thinking, oh, it's the pelvic floor. And you're like, well, if you slept with the pillow, it might help improve the issue. (laughs) Exactly. Sometimes it's the smallest changes too. And yeah, it, it all comes down to finding the root cause of the issue. And I always ask people about their sleep positions. And I probably have already said this a million times, but there is no one size fits all. So just checking like how they are sleeping and making sure it's not extreme ranges of motion. Yeah. So let's, you know, your position, for example, how you sleep. Let's, with let's your... talk about my position. <laughs> <laughs> when you sleep with your hands up and legs out to the side. <laughs> so I've been, I, I told Lizzie before we started, I said this whole idea of this podcast came because I have had some hip issues. I've talked about it before in the podcast a little bit. And I um, was at physical therapy. I'm a huge fan. And I, they said to me, well, how do you sleep? And I was like, well, I sleep like a genie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what? And I was what? like, I sleep, with, I sleep with my hands behind my head and one leg uh-huh. straight and the other leg is in a figure four. So like my knees bent and my foot attaches at my knee of the other leg. Yep. And I sleep yep. like that all night long. And I always have, and I look, my husband teases me. He's always like, you look like you straight came out of a genie bottle. <laughs> that is so but they funny. They were like, it could be affecting you. It really could. I mean, that position, it's funny you say that because that position is actually one um, orthopedic test that we do to check for hip impingement and hip labral issues. So oh, it's just, hilarious. And I'm having hip issues. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, if that were to be the case, um, like say you were my client one, the first thing I would suggest is, okay, maybe if we at least put a pillow underneath your knee to kind of prop that up. So it's not fully externally rotated there. Maybe yeah. that could make a little bit of a difference. So it's not just in that extreme range of motion. Because of course, I want you to sleep. Like I want, I would rather you have restful sleep because yeah. that's where we regenerate and that's how we heal. But um, yeah, anything we can do to prevent some of those extreme ranges of motion. So that is what they, they did tell me is they said, okay. because that leg was pushed to the side. So it was kind of cocking my hip and then my yeah. hip was extended all night long. Yep. And they said, you need to get a pillow and that hip was tight. So the tip is the the hip that I was having issues is is tight, and then I'm trying to extend it all night long, like in this yes. bent knee genie position. Yes, and they were like, "You got to get a pillow under that knee, so it takes off some of the pressure." So I have been putting that pillow on the outside between like me and the bed, and that actually has helped. In fact, sometimes I switch legs in the night, so I got pillows on both sides. There you go. <laughs> My husband's like, are you building a fortress of pillows to avoid me? (laughs) Maybe so. I know. And I'm like, maybe stay on your side. Don't mess up my pillows. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Don't you dare. Um, And well, and the other thing too, to keep in mind, and this goes for anybody's sleep position. So maybe for, for your example, since you are so in that externally rotated position, doing a little bit more of the opposite motion during the day for mobility. So like internally rotated stuff or working strength in that kind of um, plane, just because since you are so much in that extreme position or always in that yeah. position, just giving more thought to the opposite one to kind of balance things out a little bit more too. That makes sense because you said like, for example, the the stomach sleepers, they're in that arch. So that stretch is the child's pose yeah, and which is putting their back in the opposite 
of the arch inward, you know, concave rather than, or convex. Which one is which? Concave is when it's arched that way and convex is you got the it. other way. And so that makes sense. And even when I go to PT, they do always make me work internally a lot. And my leg yes. does not want to go internally. No, I bet it like, does not. Like one leg like totally <laughs> bends in and the other one, it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. We do not like but that. Mm-hmm. I will say it is getting better. Like I said, I am like a firm believer of PT. In fact, after I graduated, I graduated in public health education. And then I obviously got my NASM license, but I almost went back to school for PT because I had knee surgery. Oh yeah. And I just, I loved the PTs because I'm like, you brought me back to life after knee yeah. surgery. So, oh my gosh, I'm, so a, awesome. I'm a huge, huge fan of them. And with this hip issue for a while, like I'll be honest, I delayed going because I'm like, I'm a trainer. I know what I'm doing. I can, I can stretch it out. And finally I was like, um, your pride is taking over your ability to heal. Go to a PT. And I did. And it is getting way better. Yeah. Sometimes you just need other eyes on us too, because even myself as a PT, PT. Sometimes I'm like trying to self-diagnose and then I'm just, yeah. So I get that too. <laughs> yeah. So if you do sleep like a genie or some other weird way and you notice that some muscle is always hurting, like because it's bent this way or that way or arches way, a great idea, like you said, is to do a mobility move or stretch, which pushes it into the opposite, opposite. position. Exactly. Yep. You got that it. makes sense. So for yeah. any of those who are in between, you don't fall into the regular categories like me. <laughs> We still take care of you. <laughs> yes, yes, we got you. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Lizzie, where can we find you on social media? Do you have anything like that we can just start stalking you because you always share good information? Yes. So I am on Instagram and my handle is at Doc Lizzie DPT. Okay. And yeah, I kind of share a variety of stuff. I do gear a little more towards women's health and some pelvic floor, floor things. But like I mentioned, with having an orthopedic background, I do try to kind of involve everything because it is so connected. So on there, you're going to find mobility things, strength things, workouts, um, and then just little rehab tips here and there for just pelvic health or general mobility things. Perfect. And honestly, one last tip, if you could give any mom or female, any general tip for aches, pains, whatever she's having, what would be like your best tip in this area? Like that she could do differently. Yes. Well, first of all, they're not alone because I would say 99.9% of moms have had aches or pains um, with everything that they go through. I mean, you're juggling so much as a mom. So as long as you can just start to be a little more aware, maybe just have a couple things that you're doing. So maybe breastfeeding, you start to be a little more aware or when you're doing dishes or whatever it is, a couple of things, be a little more aware of your posture and then give yourself a couple minutes a day. That's all I ask is just a couple minutes to work on down regulation. So working on some deep breathing. So that helps to relax in those muscles, take the tension away from your neck, your pelvic floor, um, and just give yourself a couple minutes to work on that down regulation. I love that. And the awareness, because like we said, with the sleeping, with the posture, with how you're doing things, if we could be aware and just say, what is my body alignment right now? Yeah. What am I feeling? What am I, you know, any of those things, if we could literally connect our minds to our body and have some awareness, it would make a huge difference. Mind muscle connection is everything. That's what I tell all of my clients. And that's the first thing we work on is that mind muscle connection and just being aware of what our body's doing. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you so (laughs) much for being on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. 
Okay, wasn't Dr. Kiefer awesome? You will love her on Instagram. Like I said, I have followed her for a really long time. Her videos are clear. They're precise. She's really good at giving visual and audio directions. I just adore her. I will link her Instagram in the show notes. But I found it super fascinating that how we sleep truly does affect how we're feeling. And we know that posture does, so I did want to go over both of those, but being aware of how we can adjust how we sleep and then also being aware of how we can stretch or do mobility based on how we sleep, I think would really help with those aches and pains. Because as Dr. Kiefer said, sometimes we may think, oh, the pelvic floor is the issue, but it could be even how we're sleeping and then there's tension and then it's creating tension in the pelvic floor. Or maybe the pelvic floor is tight, which is creating more problems for the back And then we're sleeping on that stomach position, which is irritating it. So awareness in every situation, how we're standing, how we're sitting, how we're breastfeeding, how we're doing hair, how we're doing dishes, how we're driving in our car, awareness is key. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you in bringing awareness to how you're standing, how you're sleeping, and how to adjust to make you have less aches and pains. And as always, don't forget to share this episode if you found it helpful. It helps the podcast grow. And we want to reduce people's aches and pains. And this episode is going to do it for people. So until next time, as always, you're doing better than you think you are. And we'll chat next week.